sometimes I appear I'm living my life because I mean, his saying was always like, you didn't die. You have to live. And so like, I hear that motto, like this summer, I was usually our time together. We would always take a big trip and we just really could focus. My kids would be away. And so my goal is to just keep moving and experiencing because that's what he'd want. Just keep living. But it doesn't mean you can post a happy picture, but the next minute you're like missing him desperately and crying. But I'm not someone that really wants to show too much grief. It's just not my nature, but it's there. Oh, it's there. <laughs> it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and say goodbye to me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 272. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. So, uh, how was 800? It was really nice. Was it? It it was. It was a lot of fun because I got a shout out, which I did not expect. I know. (laughs) And as do listeners of Real Spoilers... Because they could hear you shouting. Well, I got excited. (laughs) I might have screamed. I might have wooed. I am a woo girl. You are a woo girl. Uh, it's it's in my nature. Not much I can do about it. When the mood strikes, I got a woo. That you do. Uh, and so I wooed. Also, it was really just so much fun. There were so many people on the ride that I haven't ridden with in so long. Like it just like we haven't been on the same schedule, or right. I haven't been taking a lot of classes. And um and and it was just so neat to be on this ride with so many people. I mean, I got so many high fives. I felt so much love from the community. It was. <laughs> Fantabulous. Yeah, you posted that Instagram post of scrolling through your high fives and you're like scrolling as fast as you can for like 20 <laughs> seconds straight of just all the high fives. So. Yeah, it was a lot of love. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, speaking of you wooing. Yeah. You also booked a class in studio. I did. I did. Okay, so your birthday falls on September 24th. I'm I don't know familiar. if you're aware. I am aware, aware of, of when my birthday was. I mean, granted, I was very young at the time, okay. Okay. but I've seen pictures. <laughs> well, not of the actual birth. Oh, thank God. That would be gross. Yeah. And in sepia tone. Ooh. But at any rate, we were talking about going into New York for that weekend and you get to go see a play for your birthday. Yes. And... I get to go to class. And so I was waiting with bated breath to be able to like sign up. And I got into Jen's Sunday class for cycling. Mm-hmm. I got into Ross Rayburn's class on Friday right. for yoga. And I get to take a run with Adrian, which is at five o'clock. And it's the DJ run, which I didn't even realize. Oh, that's I was cool. just trying to like take classes with people I haven't met yet right. in real life. And so that's how we ended up there. Oh, awesome. But I'm really, really excited. And yeah. so I don't know what else we're going to do, but I've been talking to Gordon Walker mm-hmm. and we talked about maybe having like a pillow gathering oh. that Friday night. So stay tuned. Watch the, uh, watch the Facebook pages. Or the group is probably the best. Yeah, the Facebook group, really. Yeah, for sure. And then just a last minute addition. We're going to be in Dallas next week on Monday. We are. So if anybody wants to hang out in Dallas on Monday, that's where we will be. Yeah. So um, you'll this will come out on Friday and Mm -hmm. we leave Monday morning. We'll be there Monday 
day because it's a plane, right? It gets there right in a timely manner. It does. Uh, and so, uh, so if anybody wants to hang out, we Let will be know. in Dallas. Yeah. We'll be in Dallas. So anyway, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, we have a wonderful interview with Carrie Sokol. You mm-hmm. might remember that we interviewed her once before, and by by you, I mean the community, right? Because um, I don't remember anything. <laughs> No, I remember Carrie. Of course you remember Carrie. You cannot forget Carrie. And uh, she talks about finishing her 50 for 50 marathons Mm -hmm. and the bittersweet way that she wrapped that up. Um, And uh, of course, we talk all about Howie because you can't talk to Carrie without talking about Howie. Right. In my mind, I know Howie is gone, but they are a couple. Like in my mind, and they are... They are linked. They are forever linked. Right. You know? um, yeah. And so uh, we will be talking. We will be telling stories and having fun. I might have teared up a little. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, we also have a visit from uh, John Mills and we are going to be discussing what the hell is happening it's over at Peloton. It's been a crazy week. Oh, my God. Raise the prices. Drop the prices. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I'm on first. He's on third. I don't know. That's, third base. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's happening. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, we got to talk about the assembly. Now you're going to do it yourself. We got to talk just all the stuff okay. that's come out this week. In addition, we have a visit from Dr. Jen. Mm -hmm. We talk about psychosomatic symptoms, about like not being able to get comfortable on your bike. What's psychosomatic? What isn't? (laughs) Uh, We also have so much information with all of the instructors. They're everywhere again. And then we have... We have a visit from Angelo, and I can't remember what we talked to him about because I don't see it on my list as I'm scrolling, but I know we talked to him. We did talk to we him. We did talk to yes. him. Yes. Are you sure you put it on this list? Because yeah, it was, some, it was uh, menopause. There it is. There it is. Staying consistent. First off, this is where you well, should apologize says, to it me. It says for... Met Pro, not Angelo. Okay. Okay. So I was looking for Angelo as I was quickly scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about menopause and being consistent. We have some competitor news and uh, there's some new things hitting the schedule. Okay. So. so, I mean, you weren't scanning so quickly that you couldn't accuse me of not putting it on the list, but... Here we are. Shameless plugs. <laughs> Don't forget we're available on. Seems like you're trying to shame to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's super helpful, not just for us, but also for the people that come along after you. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Don't forget, we have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash the clip out, uh, where you can get these episodes ad free and uh, bonus content. We uh, just put out a new episode kind of talking about the topic before the topic, right? Like, so I just I just realized this weekend, by the way, when we do bonus episodes that I put no production into it. There's no. <laughs> There's no song. There's or anything. no song. It's just, we just go. We it's just, very raw. We just start they're, talking. And they're hardly edited. So yeah. you get you, <laughs> you get us if unedited. You wanna, Good if luck. You wanna, if you want to see how many ums we normally use, <laughs> this would be a good A B test for it. you. Yeah. This is it. Sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, when all the craziness was going on with the price hikes and the store closing, we did a little special episode for people just talking about that. You can also. Sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. And, of course, you can watch these episodes if you are so inclined on YouTube at youtube.com slash theclipout. So there's all that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. 
Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, Live. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, I love Happening. the energy. He needs extra energy on. because he forgot his baby shark shirt. Yeah. Where's your shark shirt? I, Where is it? I thought I had picked up the right one, but it just was the same color. It was the, And Erica's not here, so you that, didn't, is, that's as far as I could go. You I didn't have it. like a, a, a quality yeah, assurance. You didn't have quality right. assurance built in. <laughs> no, I didn't know what else to do. I was lost. That was it. <laughs> Oh, John. I didn't have a plan, two, a plan B. I didn't know what else. It's, it's... Erica's plan B, and she did not hear, so I don't know what else. You didn't have a plan C? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a crazy week for me this week. What's, what's going stuff. on? What's going on? Lots of good, just lots of good stuff been happening. But you know, it's good stuff that then you get things you've been waiting for, and yeah. oh, it actually worked. It yeah. happened. So now I have to work. I have yeah. to do something. <laughs> and so I've just been heads down like all week. Like it's a good thing, but I haven't been able to do all kinds of like normal things, like get a haircut and shave. <laughs> so I look all nuts and no, I'm all scrambled, <laughs> but it's good, but it's bad, but it's good. You know? Laundry's not like getting people, done. Look, he hasn't had a haircut. Right. He hasn't I had a shave. My shirt. Right. Are you like, homeless? Are like, John, are you okay? They're like, John, are you all right? Is I'm Erica like, yes, still, it's great. Is Erica they're still like, living with you? Did she? Yeah. They're like, are you sure it's okay? You can tell us. <laughs> but it is. It's all good. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's all good. Yeah. I'm sorry you've had a stressful <laughs> week. And yeah, uh, the shark shirt will be back. Yes. Like I have it'll confidence. Be back. It's okay. Yeah, it'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. as stressful as your week's been, I don't think it's been as stressful as Peloton's week. Oh, my week. God. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. There are oh, so many man. places to start. I'm not sure where to start. Just dive into oh, one of wow. them. Okay. Just, just we'll start one. with the the pricing. <laughs> Surprise, it costs oh. more. Yeah. Ouch. All right. Oh, they go from... They go from the bike was twenty four ninety five the bike plus, then it was nineteen ninety five, and then we're back to twenty four ninety five. You you know okay so I had a friend of mine send yeah. me uh their what they paid in January now this is for the tread mm-hmm. so this is a small okay. tread okay okay mm-hmm. so we've got a Peloton tread we've got twelve month limited warranty. We've got yeah. a 27 month extended warranty. Yeah. That equals 2725. Add the tax on and we're at 2888. Um right, now right. now this friend went today and put the put the the exact same tread in the cart just to compare. Right. And right. um and that came to now now they do have a 48 month extended very uh extended warranty. So it is a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the new yeah. price. Hold on, I got to scroll because we got into the AFO conversation whenever I was texting oh, okay. <laughs> back and forth with this person. Uh, so th- that price went from twenty seven to thirty nine sixty eight. That Oof. is Ouch. from January Oof. to Oof. August. Oh, bam! Man. I mean, Ouch. come okay. on. So a, a regular tread now costs <laughs> almost what you paid. For a tread right. plus, yeah. For a tread plus, that's right. That is, that is. I'm. I don't know if I mean I. I heard I saw what Uncle Barry was saying about like getting back to this kind of affluent, aspirational kind of brand, and you know, 
prices will reflect that. And like, I saw all that, but still, ouch, really? It's just so sudden, but, but you know, okay, one, I'm just confused because it was in January that they cut the prices. So, so we just have the confusion of like up, down, up, down. It's just confusing messaging. But then, but then add on to it that, um, people went to go buy the tread because he announced this on August 12th. And when you went to the website on August 12th, right. boom, new yeah. pricing that day. Like right. it was already in effect when they released the, right. the media. So people, of course, were like, dude, I was like going to buy a tread. Now what? Right. So then Peloton's like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and credit you a refund back. We got you. We got, we got you. you. If you have right. been a loyal you. Peloton customer, we right. got you. Oh, well, oh, don't worry. That's so nice. Like everybody was so excited and and they right. say, "Oh, we're going to we're going to we're going to honor that until August right. 19th." So people right. flock to the store. They flock mm-hmm. to the online. They start buying, right. you know, there was there was them buying. Right. They were buying really crazy. <laughs> right. And that, that um, was, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was And uh so then they then Monday, all of a sudden, you hear these whispers. Oh, no, they're ending it today. But they're right. saying it's going to be all day. So this is like at 10 a.m. They're like, oh, right. we're going to honor it all day. But this is the last day. So everybody's rushing. Right. Okay. Right. Multiple people were talking right. to the store. They were in uh, the store. They talked to the salesperson. And the salesperson says, don't worry. You're going to get your refund. And then mm-hmm. and then this and at least one person called customer service from the store and said, are you sure oh. I'm getting my refund? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got you. We right. got you. Right. She right. finishes the transaction. She gets in her car. She drives home. It's 60 mm-hmm. minutes later. She calls up to process her refund. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We ended that today. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I, I it may not have been the same one, but I saw a person. It, it, because on it happened to so scenario. many people. Right. Oh. It happened to so oh. many people. What oh. the holy hell is happening? Oh. oh, I don't know. That that whole thing. Well, you know, at first I thought, you know, this could be like a diabolical way to get people <laughs> to buy treads, right? Get them off the fence. You, yeah. And one day you go, Oh, it's it's eight hundred more. Right. Psych. Isn't it right? Like, like <laughs> then you get them off the fence and you and you you take back the deal. Yeah. Like just yeah. Right. as soon as you took it back the deal, now you're like Lex Luthor. Like right. I don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like that guy on Austin Powers. One million dollars. So everybody oh, I know man. has now canceled the tread they were going to buy. Every single person. But yeah, the, I mean, I would cancel it just oh, on principle. Absolutely. Like, even if it meant I had to buy a more expensive tread from another company, like I'm I'd be, done. Right. I'd be like, go f yourself. But here's the thing: right. these right. these people have been escalating. They, I mean, I have talked to so many people. They escalate, escalate, escalate. Does not matter where they get. Leadership says no. In fact. One of our listeners, it, oh. it was, it's actually, I'm going to go ahead and call her out, Terry Shelley, because she posted everywhere about this. So I think it's okay. Yeah. I was in Atlantic City with her. John, I know you know Terry. Um, yes. So she was told on Monday, okay, you had already bought it. It was in your cart. We can see that on Friday. Right. This was 10 a.m. on Monday. We're going to go ahead and give you 
the credit. She's like, great, let's go ahead and do this. So she was happy. So I was posting all about this angrily on Monday. She's like, I got my credit, girl. And this is how. So then fast forward to the next day. They took it back. Oh, they they called her Tuesday and they were like, just kidding. Leadership took it back. The approval we got is gone. What? Oh, yikes. And and how desperate does this look on Peloton's Peloton's part? It's like we have no money, so we can't afford to give it back to you. That is the message I am hearing loud and clear. I'm trying. I'm struggling. Yeah. What? I guess that's the only place you can come to. I'm trying to figure out where else could you go with that. But it doesn't make any sense because let's say that is the case. I mean, it's just what I hear. But let's this is what I'm hearing from their actions. I mean, not people telling me that just to be clear. But if it's not that, then explain to me. Now you have all these treads that were about to be purchased that everyone just like, nope, never mind. Yeah. So if you're that hard up for cash, explain to me how this makes any sense. Some money's better than no money. And you'd have been been fine with that sale on Thursday. Why are you not fine with that sale on Friday? Like that's exactly where I offer some grace. Yeah. If they said August 19th, then why didn't just who cares if I I heard someone say that there were folks that were like buying them to like resell them. And and so that's why Peloton pushed back. Mm. In my mind, like, so what? Like, I, even I, if that was the case, I, I don't get it. You were selling either. them for that price yesterday. And I now don't, all of a sudden they're buying them. And right. I don't understand I don't what that would have to do with any. Like, why would you care? Like, I mean, why would you care? I, I haven't heard that. But let's just say that were true. It, it logic. Right. None of these explanations are logical. I mean, none right, of them. And if you're that concerned about people reselling them, then you just say, OK, one per address. And right. like, that's not hard to get. That's not hard to fix. And there'll be a couple people that might have two or three addresses to ship it. them to. But like right. nobody's going to stock up on 40 of them. Well, right. And I heard that. OK, so so first of all, you know, everybody's an armchair expert when these things occur. Of course. Right. I was told by the armchair experts that this is all legal. What is, what Peloton is doing, because they didn't put it on their website saying we're going to we're going to honor this pricing. But now I've got attorneys contacting me telling me, uh, uh-uh, it's not legal. It is not OK. And it's going to be a major problem. So, again, I say, logically speaking, what the hell are you doing now? You have another lawsuit you're right. going to be looking at because Everyone's going to be so mad at you. <laughs> I don't the understand. Last, the, the last couple of times they they raised the price, mm-hmm. it wasn't like this, was it? Where no. it was like immediate. Like, it was, it was mean, announced I, they, we're raising the price. Then they did. But it wasn't like right. we're raising the price. You go look. It's already done. It was like right. we're raising the price this week or we're raising the price next week. It, it was a little bit of time. Yeah. When I saw the article and I just made the assumption that, oh, that must be. Next month. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I Next did the quarter, same. Uh, I didn't even. Uh, and, that, and and under my po- I post the article and then I, I start asking. Hmm, yeah, I wonder when. And then someone posts right under that. John is like right now. It's done. It's <laughs> done. Kaput. <laughs> you know where my mind was going. I was like, oh, maybe I should hurry up and go over here and buy this thing right quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to return to Tread Plus. Too late. Too late. Think about it. But no, no. And maybe, maybe they're doing this because, like, 
Honestly, I don't even care that they're raising the prices. Like, so, yeah, I mean, right. raising the price, it's their product. It's their right to raise the Absolutely. price. Absolutely. It's not the issue. Yeah, not not at all. It's But when you're telling people, we're going <laughs> right. to honor this price for you, and then... And then, and you, then you rescind on that. Yeah, like, that's pretty, That's the part that's, that's not cool. the height of douchebaggery. And I got to tell I'm, you, I've heard from so many people saying, oh, they were never about the customer. That's just what John Foley said. Yada, yada, yada. It's all about the shares. Well, I have two things to say that. One, I don't believe that's true. I I genuinely believe that the reason that John Foley made as many mistakes as he did is because he led from the heart. So mm, I, I do yeah. think that he cared about the people. And two, um, if that's true, they're failing based on the stock price. So yeah. explain to me yet again where the logic is here. It's like a couple things in here that I, yeah, I'm still trying to piece together like, why, yeah, why would you do that? The one is the immediate, the immediate price increase, which, like you said, is, is new. That's not how it was done before. And then that second part that we've been talking about, which is, um, okay, we're going we're gonna to honor, but never mind, we changed our mind. In the people have them in their carts, and other people have been promised by store you know, staff. Both of those things must tie and mean something. And I know we're kind of coming to the conclusion, oh, that maybe they must be that hard up for money. I don't know if that's what it is, but whatever it is, it's it's some screwed up stuff. I don't know what is causing that. Here's, here's what I picture. Here's what I picture. I picture Barry at his desk and yeah. and and he has issued an edict. We're raising the prices effective immediately. And then he started seeing all of these exceptions and he was like, God Damn it. I said, no, I said, we are raising the price. And I mean, raising the price right now. Stop it. That's what I think happened. Legit. I really do. Somebody proved me wrong. But that is what I think. Someone in my group was like, you know how Barry's been talking all along about, you know, we're getting out. We don't need to be in this hardware businesses. Let's focus on on content. Let's focus on subs. And uh, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, well, maybe, you know, they can be hard like this because. They really don't care if you buy the hardware anymore. They're, Uncle Barry's focusing on something else. And I mean, okay, maybe, but, but if that's your, but why if, would you piss a bunch of people off? Well, and if that's, that's your, I can go, if that's your plan, <laughs> like at least if, if your plan is to make Peloton available on all bikes and treads right. th- and right. you don't care about selling hardware, you need to get your, get your, the inventory out, get your plan and right. pl- one, get your push that out on those other platforms. Cause until you've done that, what are you accomplishing? Mm-hmm. Right. A- right. And if you yeah. don't care about it, then, then you would think you would discount the inventory mm-hmm. and just get rid of it. Right. You wouldn't care what about the price. You would have right. kept the, okay, it's lower. All right, Cause whatever. now it's taken up exactly. all this room and all these places, which costs money. Right. Right. So like, right. get rid of it right. then get rid of it. I'm telling you, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's there's something all bizarre. It is. It is. It and is. if you and if you also align it to your a week and a half away from the earnings call, like is there is there a tie to this? this right. This this is tied to something we're about to hear. Like I, I, you know, that's where my mind starts going too. I can't it seems figure out of character, a little weird, a little you know. I can't figure out little. how, but but I can't figure out how. But Tom and I have been kind of like batting around. I don't know if you've heard us talk about this, John, but we we have this theory that potentially there's some kind of partnership between Peloton and Tonal coming. And yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like if that were true, do you think yeah. that somehow this would make sense? Because maybe they need to get lean because Tonal just had to make a bunch of changes. Like, do you think there's some kind of like 
agreement in place, whether it's tonal or it's somebody else, like there's something happening in the background that's outside pressure. That's like you have to do these certain things before we move forward. Like, well, just there's some here's a crazy theory. (laughs) What if again, Uh all conjecture. Right. Sean's yeah. gonna get underneath yeah. his desk. All conjecture, <laughs> nothing, nothing to base it on. Just throwing ideas. Yeah. What if part of the deal is each side gets a cut of the hardware sales, and part of how they're they're hedging against that is by raising the price. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the concept of there's some legal or or some contractual reason why they that would at least explain some know, things explain it and give and, and kind of soften my heart around it i guess if there were something like that um because otherwise it does seem a little but it, out it, of character at the end of the day little, if if you tell a customer it's going to be x y and z then you need to honor that mm-hmm. right that's just common decency yeah and if they don't yeah. have common decency anymore what does that say about the future of the company regardless of how they do financially regardless of the excellent content we see what does that mean for the long-term viability of the company does it mean anything do people even care anymore i mean us us diehards we care but like does anybody else i think most people when they turn on my water faucet i want water to come out Mm -hmm. i don't really care what the water company did to get me the water and And i think that's the majority of people and i do think most people is like well i flipped the switch and cody rigsby talked to me so i guess it's still working Mm -hmm. like i right you know and that's the yep. beginning and end of most people's relationship with with their Peloton device. I or, mean, we, a lot of us had like, you know, a very intimate, passionate kind of a relationship with Peloton. So, of course, you know, it kind of hits a little different. Right. But I agree with that perspective. I, I don't know that it's any different than any other corporation in their relationship with their their customers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so I guess moving on from that <laughs> scandal to the next piece of bad news is that this is all related. It's all it. Yeah, it's all confabulated. Uh, I love this. I love this title. This yeah. is the best title I've seen this week. So uh, this is from Bloomberg Peloton's new strategy is spinning all over the place. And and mm. this is kind of an overview of everything that that happened this week. But uh, there was also announced that uh, where is the article I'm looking for? This one. Well, I was looking for just more more layoffs and. Well, the one you were on had layoffs in it. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it lays off staff and closes stores. Sorry. Yeah. My Zoom window was over. Yeah. No, I so, totally get uh, it. So yeah. So more layoffs and store closures are coming. Yeah. So we've got 780 people being laid off, most of which are in the last mile. Last mile is completely going away. So you're going to see all XPO. But but now. <laughs> subsequent to that also you can put it together yourself potentially maybe yeah and they're going to be closing stores so that means in my head we're also going to see additional layoffs because those stores have not closed yet so yeah. 780 today who knows how many tomorrow and we have no idea which stores those are going to be so support your store hashtag support so your store. and we don't even have any insight as to like how many like how what percentage right. they're looking to to, to get close, rid of. Close down. So yeah, that could, was very vague. They just said many showrooms. Like, yep. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah, right? Barry's got yeah. a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Yeah. Yeah, that one is, uh, that one's tough. But, you know, I can kind of get that 
you know, you're struggling to try to figure out how to get to a path toward profitability. And you're just so bloated now based on, you know, the demand for what you offer that you got to do something. So it's it's upsetting. It was upsetting how these layoffs occurred. Yes. Hearing some of the stories of the people. Yeah. Like they logged on they and found out that they were locked on. out. That's how they found out. Hashtag right. together we lost our jobs. Together we <laughs> right, got laid right. off. That was the hashtag that was going. I didn't know that, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You know what I found really interesting? I'd go on LinkedIn and all these, a lot of these people, I'm sure there were others, but I'd see a lot of people out there. They were really kind about the idea that, okay, well... I just found out I lost my job. I couldn't log in. And I called my manager and yeah, I got laid off. Well, it was a good experience. Like they they were more positive than I think I would have been. That seems I think some of it is me. is age, to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot of young people that I mean, young compared to me, uh, that work in these these areas. And so I feel yes. like that it's just kind of like expected with a startup. Like there's mm. more of a like yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you know? Gotcha. I, acceptance. Yeah. I don't mean that, like, they deserve that. I don't right. mean to belittle that, right. you know, or make light of it. Right. I just think that they're more accepting than, like, we would be in our right. generation because it's just different. You know, we have different right. expectations. Right. But the idea that they, you know, they, they got to shut down some showrooms. I mean, that makes sense. The idea that they're now going to all third party and, that all adds up. We heard Uncle Barry say that. We kind of knew all those things. So, it, you know, it's upsetting. It's kind of sad. These people lost their jobs and all. But I guess I could align it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But the thought now that you're now going to have less showrooms, my mind then went to, well, where are these people going to go and try before they buy? Is that just kind of a lost kind of thing now? Are I think it's going to be per market. So. Yeah. I picture places like I'm going to pick on Chicago, for example, mm-hmm. um, only because we've been there and we only have one in St. Louis. So I can't pick on St. Louis. But right. like Chicago yeah. has like four and maybe mm-hmm. maybe they might reduce my head. This is how it's going to work. They might reduce right. that, not get rid of all four, but maybe it'll only be two. Maybe it will even gotcha. only be one, but they're not going right. to lose their their presence altogether. It's just going to be more spread out. So, yeah, I think in stores where there are multiple markets, that seems pretty easy to decision yeah. to make to pare down i think it will be a little bit more difficult maybe in a market like st louis where we're not the biggest city in the world and we're not the trendiest city in the world and and i also wonder some of the thought processes look there are enough pelotons out there now that if you really want to try one you probably know someone who has one but right but the rower's coming and we know the rower's coming we know that it's coming in in september so Here's what I am worried about. This is me personally. Given how they've been handling all of this so far, I Mm -hmm. see that they are. This is how I picture this is going to go. They're going to have all of these stores open through the Christmas season. They're going to be banging out these rower sales. And then in January, it's going to be a giant axe. And all those people are going to lose their jobs suddenly thinking we just had the best year ever. And then, boom, they're gone. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, I will say. The upside to that, if that ends up being true, is at least they get to try to sell the new product and make the commissions off those sales through the end of the year. But yeah, it makes me think that Peloton will move towards more of a pop-up model or maybe even strike some sort of partnership with another retailer like Tonal has with Nordstrom's Mm. um, to where it's like, oh, you can go to Best Buy and try a rower and a little piece of real estate inside their stores. 
Well, I would, I would love that? to see Nordstrom, not so much Best Buy. It gives me Echelon vibes. Sorry, John. <laughs> Did you see also in, I think, I don't know if the Bloomberg article or one of two articles where Uncle Barry was interviewed that he said he's hopeful that the rower will be available by the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see that? Yeah. Like, is that just a, is that just like to throw us off the trail? I think or so. Is, yeah. I do. I do All just right. because I've heard Hopeful. too many things. I've heard too many things. And okay. I mean, now they're doing field testing right now. Yeah. So, so right. like, let me just say anything could change when you start field testing, you know, and right. you know that right. John, cause right. you're yeah. in technology. So if something like shits the bed unexpectedly, yeah, that then I change my opinion. But, Everything I'm hearing, and I have heard some good stuff, is that it is people have been testing for like three weeks and it's going very well. Um, Okay. Okay. So, Tom, should I should I give a little Peloton profit lowdown on the rower while we're in here? Might as well. Oh, snap. Okay. So I heard that there is there is, in fact, uh, form feedback on the rower it does actually look at your form and tell yeah. you whether or not you're rowing correctly which is very important on a rower people usually get yeah. the form wrong when they first start and then right. the other thing is which i found fascinating remember how i have been saying since the beginning i thought that there was like the foot on the bottom of the rower and it's going to stand up to store it turns yep. out yes that is true but get this, it has like this arm that like where you row it, it like turns in and stores itself automatically. What? Okay. All right. I know. I'm hearing nothing but amazing details on this. Like it's so, so good. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I can't wait till it drops. And you know, if I'm looking for a product and this is probably just wishful thinking and something that we just may not ever see again. But I'm looking for a product to drop that truly has some level of innovation that makes go people go, you know what? That's different than these other pieces in this space. And yeah, I probably would rather get that piece of hardware because there's some innovation relative to it. Like I'm looking for that. So hopefully, I'm hopeful that, that really is the case. That was me no. crossing my fingers in yeah. case anyone couldn't yeah. see. That might have looked like I was flipping somebody off. They weren't looking close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, I agree with you. <laughs> so we should probably touch on real quick. We mentioned it briefly, but just the idea that like they are f- trying to figure out a way to redesign the bike so people can set it up at home and they won't even need delivery. Oh, my God. This is getting so much traction so, online. Hot take. What? Good idea. I agree, honestly. I well, really I, do. I, think so. I mean, if I, think so. I can put it together, I really feel like anybody and, can. And people are losing their shit, and I think I they're know. losing their shit because yeah. they're envisioning getting the bike that they have now, mm-hmm. and they say right. flat out redesigning the bike, and so they're yep, gonna right. they're gonna make it to where I presumably you plug in the monitor and it automatically attaches to the other cables in there, and it locks into place, and you're good to go. Like right. it's you know, and and they're. They they want to lower their delivery costs. This would yeah. do that. And it would take XPO out of the picture, right. which I think is great. Right. Yeah. Or at least reduce their part in it. Right. Now, I will say, I have heard, like, uh, Susie Barris wrote, and she mm-hmm. said, okay, but what about small people like myself? You know, she cannot lift a 150-pound box. That's right. fair. So yeah. I, I do think that needs to be addressed. I'm hoping that they're still going to have the availability for you to still 
contact somebody, pay extra and have them like really set it up or at least bring it to the room where you need to put it together right. and take it out of the box. Right. And then you take over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there are people that are going to be just like Susie. They cannot lift it. They cannot move it on their own. I mean, if I had to move, remember a time when we moved that bike plus and yeah. like there's no way I could have pulled that up the stairs by myself. Mo- room to room, I could do. But if yeah. I had to lift it up the stairs, no, nope, not happening. No, we, not happening. You, if you want to move your your Peloton bike, you have to first get a tonal. <laughs> I was loving what you were saying that, you know, that you got to actually train on a tonal first before you can lift that thing upstairs. That, that, that you're right. I agree with that. You know, I think they're going to like, I, I like the idea of them packing this thing into a box and I, but I get the Susie Barris thing that like, yeah, you get this box that weighs 150 pounds. But you probably, I mean, my guess is you wouldn't get a box that weighs 150 yeah. pounds. You'd get three boxes that weigh 50 yeah. pounds. I, I don't know. The frame, I don't is, know, but the frame's still going to be, have sure, to be put together and that is heavy. That is heavy. But, but my larger point I get is your they're, point. they're not going to send you one giant thing that you, that's not assembling. Right, right, like right, that. Right. So, so they can break it up into other boxes, and you can get them into place, and then set it up. And like you know, look, people love their artist series with with all the Peloton classes, right? So think about how excited people are going to get about Uh-oh. Peloton's new artist <laughs> collaboration with Lego. Oh my god! Like people love their Legos. <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere. Now, I didn't know where we were going. But... Get a, I didn't know where. I didn't get, know where. I love it, Tom. Your new slogan is everything is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, why haven't I been hired? I'm just saying. They can't afford you. That's true. Yeah, they can't. I don't think they can. Oh, my God. That's too funny. I I was wondering because I I was talking to a person I know. They have an echelon. And I'm like, okay. Well, how did you get the echelon? And they describe it in this one box. Everything kind of, you know, mashed it's in the dehydrated, you know, right? You just add water and it like <laughs> yes, grows. Right. Yeah, you just yeah. yeah. You sprinkle it with your, your host. But they talked about how it's all packed in there, you know, it put it but it's just one big heavy box. Right. So that's why my mind kept thinking, are they trying to go with that, you know, in that same kind of, you know, line in that the smaller the item is, the more condensed it is, the cheaper it is to ship. You know, they're trying to save money, so they're just going to get everything kind of tightly packed in there, organized but tightly packed in there, so it's as small as it could possibly. I be. I think I think they will. I, I think they will. I think and they're I think just going to have the the screen is going to be separate, yeah. and the pedals will be separate, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. Your is idea that it's like, oh well, if you want the old way, okay, but it's four hundred dollars or whatever. whatever. You know, like it's it, you know, like you can still do it, or you can do this version that's cheaper. But you got to assemble it yourself, but it's plug and play and it won't, you know, and so I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Like, I really I, don't. I really idea. don't either. If it's done, <laughs> if done properly, I don't think it's a bad idea. That's yeah. a big if. Do you, do you think, though, that this idea that, you know, we got to get back to this, you know, aspirational brand. See that? We're going to send this thing to you via FedEx. Yeah. Now, see, you Put can't do yourself. both of those right. at the same time. So you know I, mean? I think the plan is they're going to sell you the bike. And say that XPO is going to deliver it and set it up. And then after you buy it, they're going to tell you, we're just kidding. You got to set it up yourself. (laughs) 
Oh, you don't like XPO? They're like, no, they're like, hey, it, it, works, it works so well with the pricing. We're, we're now rolling that out to other Honestly, though, honestly, like all joking aside, like, okay, they say now that the delivery is back in the price. So like when you look at that $800 price increase for the tread, it's it's mm-hmm. decreased a little bit by the, the delivery, right? Well, then... If they just start delivering these, you have to put them together yourself. Right. But, but then they don't decrease the price yeah. is no. what I think no. is going to happen. Right. So like they just. No, they won't. They're just like, shh, don't, don't think about that. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Don't mention it. But the, the thing is, is it, in most cases, those people making Maybe they those. Maybe won't notice. In most cases, the people making those purchases are going to be new customers. They don't know what came before. Yeah, Absolutely. And while I say that the bike is easy to put together. The tread, the tre- on the other hand, That's no, no, animal. no. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this would explain why we think they're partnering with Tonal. Like, I mean, where you first, oh, you want to buy a tread? We got to put it together yourself. So first, you need to buy the Tonal. <laughs> like that's. We get the tonal, yes. train on it for six months, come then, back, put get the tread, you can put we'll it together. You, you can handle you it then. You have to start with the tonal. <laughs> yes. Right. You can't even buy that. Until you do. Right. <laughs> you can just put it in your cart and hope the price doesn't go up till then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then finally, we should touch on this real quick. Uh, just the idea that they might be pushing their content out to other pieces of equipment yeah and i I was surprised i was surprised that this is even another new story because we've we've talked about this before barry's mentioned this before this is not in my opinion not new information so i was surprised it got picked up everywhere yeah i think the the interesting thing to me about it was that he he also says in there that i'm an option for freemium like so so like the thought that they're going to allow this their content to be on other devices and you're not a you don't have a subscription and so there'll be specific content that Peloton's producing that these folks oh. can take, take on these other devices without and paying Peloton anything. Huh. So that was the interesting part to me. Hmm. I guess another way to entice people into, well, maybe you do want to get into a subscription and then maybe you want to get into one of our hardware. Like products. maybe they won't put the programs out there. But there'll be mm-hmm. like a certain number of classes and things like right. that. Like maybe they don't get power zone training, but they get, I don't know, a certain number right. of classes that yeah. are available. And maybe right. they're only 20 minute classes and not the 45 minute classes or something like that. Hmm. It's the yeah, drug dealer that- model. The first taste is free. <laughs> <laughs> it's very effective. I yeah. like that. But yeah, that's where, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. But I know, like you said, they've been saying this, you know, Uncle Barry's been saying this since he got here. So I'm waiting for an actual kind of peek into where this is. Like, where are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. What What do you mean by on other pieces of hardware? Yeah, and on right. other, other bikes? And it'll be interesting. It will be interesting right. to see which other platforms are willing to accept their yes. content for because I, you know, if I'm Nautilus, I would think, well, but are people going to use this? And then when it's time to buy to replace their piece of equipment, go, well, I really enjoy those Peloton classes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of right. letting the right. camel's nose under the tent. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like, that's, that's where so I'm cute. struggling with what? it. Like, why do, why would they? I'm not. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. But I guess if you, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't see a Nautilus doing it. I, well, I don't know, man. I could, I could make arguments about the different companies that might be willing to do that. Like on the one hand, I see like SoulCycle being an obvious one because they cannot seem to keep up with 
anything so like they seem obvious because they don't they don't have the ability to do the content at home and like keep it pumping you know on a regular basis so that seems like a a good one but then on the other hand i'm like i don't know like i could make an argument where it's like the nautilus and the ifits and all that like they would be good because that's never been their thing creating content so if they have content that gets added and then they can just keep focusing on creating good equipment. And then Peloton kind of keeps reducing their equipment footprint. Everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that would work if Nautilus and the iPhones <laughs> of the world truly are trying to move in that opposite direction. Peloton's right. going towards content and they're going towards hardware. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It confuses me. I'm not sh- That's what I'm waiting for. Like, yeah. where are Uncle Barry, where are you talking about? Right. Like, Who's where take is it? this stuff going to be at? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's probably deals happening. And see, that could be like, yeah. maybe it's not tonal that they're out there talking about. But like we were talking a while back, a little like 30 minutes ago about like, could it be that there's some kind of legal agreements in place about this hardware cost and things like that? Maybe there's already yeah. stuff in progress that we just aren't privy to yet. That's causing yeah. this. It's already happening. Maybe he's just giving us a little taste, you know? Could be. Maybe it all explains itself in another couple of months. I don't know. It would be interesting Maybe. to see. They've never so. been great about being transparent, so I'm a little yeah. skeptical that it will. Yeah. <laughs> well, but if they're putting these deals in place, at some point they have to tell people. Or I just meant that yeah. it'll make sense on a level that I would like to see. Yeah. Like I would like there to be. I would like somebody to go A plus B equals C, and retroactively, and go, oh, yeah, like yeah. retroactively, that's I'm like, that's was. why you wouldn't honor your commitment to people. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. You were backed in a corner. Right. It all makes sense now. That's what I want. And I'm not I'm probably not going to get that. Probably I get the not. impression that if we come to that place, Crystal, and we're like, oh, that's why. Peloton's gonna be like, Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's why it was. Yeah. Uh, sure. They're not gonna know either. Like, go with that. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. That sounds good. Just nobody <laughs> nobody answer any press calls. Just send them over to that podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess uh, on that note, John, uh, until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook, my Facebook group, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, Lift, and Live, or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Wonderful. Thank and, you. And hopefully next week you will have your shark shirt. That's right. And I'll be shaved and my hairline won't look all jacked up, you know. I don't know. It might be yeah. worse, though, because we'll be talking after the yeah. earnings call. So who the heck knows yes. how that's going to go? Oh, oh, snap. You're right. It might be a whole we all be pulling our hair out. Right. It's going to be bad. So, yeah. John, get an extra shirt. Put it next to your equipment so you're ready it. to yeah. go. I'll be ready next week. Oh, man, you just, yeah, next week's going to be crazy. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, I'll be, don't be nuts. All right, I, I'll be ready. Okay. You just made yourself Talk a parody me. of yourself. That was amazing. <laughs> right there. Talk to you later. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste 
texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're a hundred percent polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of a Zoom tube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay, I have a tough question for you today. This comes from Joe Vogley. Two trains leave. No, <laughs> it kind of is like that. Okay, because this person, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's really long, but they are struggling with how to get their bike fit correctly. Their their shoes they go numb. They've tried uh, dialing in where their seat is, where the handlebars are. They've watched the videos. They've gone to a showroom, and their question is, you know, is this just all in? their head because they feel like their body is shaped a little differently or is there something else that they could be doing to kind of like kind of do they need to just get through the pain or do they need to truly find a fit that works for them that's a really interesting question a very unique question you know first of all i would say first get a physical and i would talk to your doctor if you're having numbness anywhere if you're having tingling anywhere that you want to make sure that you don't have a circulation issue that that the bike is just bringing this out for you or any other medical issue where there's something present and the bike is just the catalyst to kind of highlight something that's already going on in your body so you got to first rule that out 
then the next thing I would do is, and, and I know that this is kind of like a difficult to ask, is I would try to get in touch with an exercise kinesiologist okay. because that those are people who specifically work with kind of the physicality and the muscles and, and everything and kind of how you do exercise. So I would try to get a virtual appointment with, with an exercise kinesiologist to see what you may be doing wrong that is kind of knocking your body out of line or causing you to press on some nerve if you're having tingling. I also experiment with kind of cushions on the bike. I had also experiment with getting out of the saddle. You know, I spent most of my classes out of the saddle just because it's easier on my back. It's kind of easier on a lot of parts of my body and that that kind of works better for me. But I think you've got to kind of find your sweet spot when you're having symptoms that are that tangible and real, I would be really hesitant to say something is psychosomatic. I think there's something going on and your job now is really just to kind of hunt it down to figure out what that is. Okay. That's very helpful. Thank you. So zooming out uh, just in more general terms, is there kind of shortcuts or good AB tests to kind of figure out what's psychosomatic and what's you know, quote unquote real. I hate to say real because psychosomatic yeah. is real. Yeah, so it's, it's real to the person no matter what. Yeah. But just in in general with a broad brush. It, look, I think it's a great question. And I, and you, you always want to rule out everything with your doctor. I don't care what your friends say, what your spouse says, you know, unless they're a medical doctor that has examined you, you always want to go to the expert, you know, and have that person tell you. And, you know, sometimes it, you may have to go to more than one person. I've heard all too many stories of doctors not taking a symptom seriously by someone because they're younger than one would expect in having that problem, or they don't look the way the doctor expects for someone who normally has that problem to look. So I think it's really important to really follow your gut feeling. If something feels legit, like you follow, I have, I have a friend who in her thirties had a mole on her arm and she went to the doctor and, you know, slightly askew from psychosomatic, but she looked and she, she said like, I have a bad feeling about this. And the doctor was like, you're, you know, 30 years old. I've looked at moles for 50 years. That's not cancers. And she said, I appreciate that, but I, I want you to biopsy. I have a bad feeling. And the doctor was like, you know what? I knew your father when he was alive. Her father was a doctor. Just because you're so-and-so's daughter, I'll do it. Sure enough, it was like stage four. What? Whoa. Yeah. And like, thank God she had been insistent and listened to her gut and been assertive. And to me, it's just the perfect example. Like if you have a gut and your doctor's not listening to you, Go to another doctor, insist they do, or you do insist that doctor do whatever test you feel is right. Listen to your gut. I'm a big believer, both in what I do as a therapist and, and with medical doctors, that you got to listen to the patient. The patient's gut instinct is very telling, and it's, it's an important lead. If you find that you are having chronic pain, chronic something that is bothering you, you've ruled it, you've gone to all the professionals, you've really ruled it out, then it's time to go to, to a therapist and explore it with a therapist. And a lot of the time when a pain or an issue is psychosomatic, there's usually some level of symbolism in it. You know, for example, uh, I had a, a client who in the midst of her divorce was getting neck pain. Well, her 
husband was a pain in the neck. It was like very <laughs> literal psychosomatic pain. And I'm not saying that her, pain, her her neck wasn't hurting legitimately, but I do think that the stress of it came out in her neck because it was very symbolic of what a pain in the neck he was. So I think that we have to really look at kind of connecting the dots to what is psychosomatic or an expression of the stress we're going out in our physical bodies. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Also, my neck's been hurting. Tom, Uh-oh. I'm worried. <laughs> well, I've been peeing a lot, so I guess you pissed me off. <laughs> or maybe your prostate's a little enlarged. <laughs> oh, we've already gone down that road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking out for my girl, Crystal. <laughs> that makes two of us. So, well, thank you so much for all that. Until uh, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Dr. Jed Mann on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the works. I post all of my workouts on Insta stories and you can find me in style magazine hump day with Dr. Jed. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Instructors in the news. So uh, Cody Rigsby is celebrating eight years at Peloton. Eight years. How incredible. I loved watching this video because there were so many moments I remember. (laughs) It's like just to see it all like in this flash of a video. Look at Dennis Morton's hair so long there. It's crazy. The women love the long hair. Before the hair gate. And some of the men, (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) That is also true. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, congrats to Cody. This is awesome. Absolutely. And uh, while we're speaking of Cody, he was also on the uh, podcast Conversations with Olivia Jade. Now, do you remember that on Dancing with the Stars, Olivia Jade was on Dancing with the Stars at the same time? Okay. I can't help but think that is how these two ended up on a podcast. Podcast that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I just thought I would put those pieces. Yeah, together. no, totally. I <laughs> I recognize the name, but like I, you know, yeah, I didn't I, care about Dancing with the Stars. I, I get that. Yeah. So and then I guess Cody is re-upped with his publicist or something because <laughs> he is also featured in In Style magazine. Okay, but this is the best title for that I've ever seen somebody do for Cody. Yeah, like. Peloton's Cody Rigsby says self-care is a balance between being wholesome and wholesome. Oh, so he's a gardener. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, that's exactly it's right. It's unusual to find a gardener in New York City. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of green space. And so it's you don't typically see that. <laughs> well, today you do. <laughs> <laughs> but they spelt it wrong. Yeah. And he also gives skincare tips. So Gotcha. Yeah. I don't think they spelled it wrong. No, a ho like that should be H O. H O E is the garden tool. Right? I know. I think they were trying not to get in trouble for using. Oh, it's the internet. Who's going to get you in trouble? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's some millennial that doesn't know the difference. Yeah, that's know. true. They're called sex workers. And and you know what? I got to stop saying millennial. What is the newest generation? Because they're even Gen younger. Z. They're in the workplace now, right? Yeah. It's probably a Gen Zer. That yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You're so old, you don't even know what comes after millennial. Exactly. Yes. I'm really feeling my age these days. <laughs> Jess King was the keynote speaker at U.S. Cellular's Inclusion Summit. Yes, they are focused on building an inclusive and supportive environment. And uh, so is she. And so she was there showing off her baby bump. Yeah. And um, 
there were lots of pictures she, she shared and like it was a whole event where they had like it was up in front of cameras and yeah. it was in front of a whole group of people so congrats to Jess that's cool pop sugar spotlighted spotlit spotted light <laughs> I don't know how you conjugate that word uh, Logan Aldridge yeah uh, they talked about how can't isn't in his vocabulary which and how is... can he tell people it's not in his vocabulary he just mean... be like there's this word and it means like not gonna do it but i can't i oh that's it yeah he's he he does more with one arm than either of us could do with two arms well when you're counting me i i I mean that's i counted myself too yeah i'm just saying that like i don't really bring much to the equation that's why i said both of us (laughs) (laughs) but i mean seriously it's i think it's a great title for him absolutely he's really incredible and inspirational and uh he's been getting a lot of traction i think this is kind of one of those things where you really see peloton making a smart hire for an instructor not only is he wonderful from for peloton because he's so focused on adaptive fitness and that's great but also i think he already had his own following and he already had a lot of like oomph behind him right. from a press standpoint so so he's bringing a lot to the table absolutely I had to share this. Sure. Kendall Toole and Callie Gullickson. Uh, Kendall, known for her metal rides, even I know that, has <laughs> discovered her countryside. Well, and to be fair, she likes country, mm-hmm. but uh, Callie doesn't usually include country at all. Yeah. And so they went to go see Dan and Shay at, uh, well, actually, they went to go see Kenny, Kenny Chesney, Chesney because they are talking about Dan and Shay in this like all over the place. But this is this is Kenny Chesney's big summer concert. He right. Does. I'm very country. So I know this. Yes. No, the no shirt tour that he does every year or whatever it's called and so dan and shay were one of the openers but man how did she get those tickets because she's a peloton instructor Uh uh-huh yeah Uh uh-huh i mean look how close they are they are very close yeah i'm a little jealous i would like to be that close to kenny chesney well we could have been but we opted to sit in a suite instead so like yeah, but I would like to come and go as I please. Right, so. which is why we got the suite. And <laughs> I would like to sit in the air conditioner if you're going to subject me to Kenny Chesney. That's true. They I, don't, don't, I don't dislike country music. Kenny Chesney does nothing for me. Oh, I love Kenny Chesney. Old Dominion I like. Old Dominion I like too. Yeah. I, I actually like Old Dominion more than I like Dan and Shay. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. Kenny Chesney, Chesney has some really good songs. He's though. got a couple songs I like, but overall, like I just... The warmed over Jimmy Buffett thing. Ugh. I don't really like Jimmy Buffett. So, I know who you which do I know today. people are freaking out right now because eh. people love him, but I, Jimmy Buffett is like, no, thank you. Some people are just like overdone, um, but I love his song, Kenny Chesney song, "Who I'd Be Today" or "Who Who You'd Be Today." I love that song. Gotcha. Anyway, anyway, Chelsea Jackson Roberts was on NBC LX. Sure. There are too many. I can't tell what, what she was on. There's NECN. Yeah. There's like the peacock that. symbol. There's, I, it's I don't know. It's very confusing. It is. There's, I had to go to the Wikipedia entry for NBC LX to try to figure out what it was. Yeah. I, it got broadcasted a lot of places, though, which is excellent for Chelsea. Sure. And she talked about how to like be a positive influence, how to be okay with body image. And like she talks about how she started with yoga and that yoga actually helped her with her body image. And so it was a a very interesting conversation. So if you haven't got a chance to check it out, regardless of the confusing call sign, I definitely (laughs) think you should listen. And if you're trying to figure out where to find it, you can get the link if you sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. Just get the newsletter. It'll be so much easier. 
Jess Sims and Kirsten Ferguson made a joint appearance on the Alley on the Run podcast. Yeah, they talked about their friendship. And uh, <laughs> it's it's funny because so many people have been posting this like everywhere. I've seen this is probably the most posted Alley on the Run episode I've ever seen. So people are super, super excited. But these two, these two are known as uh, something in Rona. It's not like Rosie, but it's like something in Rona. I know people are out there yelling at me because I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of my own kids sometimes, so don't take that personally. But at any rate, I love this, and I love Allie from Allie on the Run, so make sure you listen. Also, it's Sydney. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. I was like, wait, what? I'm here to help. See? She wasn't <laughs> that joking. That wasn't joking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tune Day was featured in Women's Health magazine. Yeah, they talked about her 70-pound weight loss before she, when she was younger, like a teenager. Right. And uh, she talked about her how she got a new sense of purpose and just kind of her whole journey yeah. of going from a person who never was involved in sports to becoming... Day. Look right. at everybody says hashtag goals when they look at her arms. So <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Absolutely. And Allie Love uh, is going to be a celebrity judge at the New York City Wine and Food Festival. Yeah, that takes place this fall, and it's presented by Capital One. I, I didn't know that they consider themselves the New York City's premier culinary event. I didn't know New York City had a premier culinary event, but I know a, they're a big food town. So. It's New York City. They have a premier everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's the 15th year they're doing this. I have never heard of the rest of these people. Jenny Mullen, the Try Guys, Ben Soffer, and more joined the 15th annual festival lineup. Well, and they got people from the Food Network, but we don't really watch, watch the, that. Yeah, yeah. We're so. definitely not foodies in this no, house. Not so. at all. Mm, I'm kind of hungry, though. <laughs> Peloton in the news. The All for One Music Festival is upon us. That it is. It's here. Pop Sugar uh, wrote an article about it. I'm like so not excited about this. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible lineup, but the way that it's structured is just so different than they've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. First of all, it falls on my birthday weekend and it is really messing up my birthday workout. Second of all, they clumped together like the different artists. So let's say, for example... Wu-Tang Clan. They have most of their classes like all together on Saturday. And sometimes they even take place at the same time. Like if you wanted to do the Wu-Tang strength and the Wu-Tang cycling, you couldn't because they're at the same time. That might be a bad example. I'm just giving an example. I right. did not double check my numbers. And then like artists that I am really excited about are not paired with instructors that I'm really excited about. And so the whole thing just kind of comes off as like, I don't know what I want to do now. Right. And like I think... It's a neat concept, but for me, it just never works because they don't have any runs at any time that I want to do them live. And they don't have any cycling classes for artists that I'm excited about live. So I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they are sending out gifts. And I have no idea how they're deciding who gets these gifts. Well, we never really know how they decide. No, but that, this right? one's weird because it's on the front end. Yeah. Like this one, they're just randomly sending to people before. Because like sometimes I can be like, well, maybe if you had you took a certain number of classes or whatever. But like people are getting their gifts on the front end. So I'm like, what are they basing that on? Maybe did, if they did an all for one ride or last run last year? year. Maybe. I don't know. No idea. You get some kind of like towel and a bracelet. 
and like some cards or something. So, okay. Well, congrats. watch your mailboxes, people. It'll come in your email box first. So check spam. Okay. Don't contact customer service. We got bigger fish to fry. Correct. Got to figure out the prices in this tread first. So Peloton is looking to sublet some of the space in their Plano location, which, I mean, makes sense, right? If you've laid off all these people and you have all this office space, then what? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just sad because this was another area that they were looking to expand. So like right. last year they built this office. Maybe it was the year before. I might be getting my years mixed up. It's been a while. I feel like we've been talking about the Plano facility like for three a years. while. Maybe even longer. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, okay. So they built that and that was exciting. But then they, they decided they were going to add on. And now not only are they not going to expand, but there's 100,000 square feet of office space that's going to be up for sublease. So Yes, it is the right decision. It's the right call to make to go ahead and reduce that and to be using it to the best of your ability. But it's just sad. Yeah, it's just another like. Ugh. Yeah, it's just it's another sign, but it's a natural byproduct. And if you have office space sitting there, you might as well try and turn it into a revenue stream. So ultimately, it's a smart decision. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, it is not even a canary in a coal mine because it's already something that we know is happening. So it is trying to make lemonade. Also this week, uh, it came out that if you are working from home for Peloton, you ain't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I have to scroll down to remember exactly how they worded this because it was it was an interesting way to word it. But it was something like, you need to come back to work and we expect you to be in at least three days a week. And oh, here it is. Here's the quote. For those of you who don't want to return to the office, we respect your choice. We hope you choose to say, but we understand not everyone will. Doesn't that just sound cold, man? It does. And this seems this to guy. be the line from CEOs lately of just like, you've got to be in the office, even if it is completely worthless. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, it's just I, honestly like. It's just that old school mentality of if you're not here, you must not be working. And yep. You get an old guy in charge. This is what happens yeah, every time. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cortezzi was on a show called Inspired in 15, which is a podcast. Yeah. And it's 15 minutes of him talking about Peloton, how it started and what his place has been. Yeah. And I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, but I am actually really curious because Really haven't heard a lot from Cortese. I was about to say, is this his first podcast appearance since the clip out? I think it might be. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, and uh, I know he was never a fan of the Peloton Prophet. No, he so. did not like the Peloton Prophet. <laughs> so maybe that's why he decided not to go on any more podcasts. Yes, he did I don't not know. like all the scoops that we scooped them on. No, <laughs> he was very clear. <laughs> very. Sorry. And finally, for this segment, golf.com has an article about how Peloton can help you improve your golf game. Yeah. And so this was written by Edie Wessel. Okay. Uh, and she is part of the PGA. And so she talks about how all the different things that it's it's helped. So she said that it's helped a lot with her mental game, mm -hmm. uh, which I was surprised at. And I don't know if there were other aspects like as far as strength and things like that that she started doing. But she talked about like the consistency and the inspiration and just like being able to train your mind in a different way and like focusing in a different way because it's hard to maintain your focus whenever you're doing 18 holes of golf. I would not know because I cannot golf to save 
my life. Yes. First of all, no interest. And second of all, um, I suck at it. Yeah. I went golfing once, and that's when I found out that there's a maximum number of strokes per hole. Mm-hmm. I did not know mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. if if there weren't an, a maximum number of strokes per hole, I'm pretty sure I would still be there. Yeah. I've only ever done real golf that time that we went to Top Golf, which I know is that's not, not considered real, real golf. golf. Yeah. But I mean, like with it, it wasn't putt putt. Right, right. That's what I yeah. mean. And turns out I cannot hit a golf ball to save my life. Nor can so, I. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not doing that again. Not our jam. <laughs> but I think it's cool that this was written. It's nice to see people from multiple places getting a benefit. For sure. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Great to see you again. It's good to see you again, too. And uh, I believe we have a, a tricky question for you today. Now, this comes okay. from from Stacy, and Stacy kind of has a two-part thing here. I feel like she's vacillating between these two thoughts. One, yeah. being in menopause and having two autoimmune diseases means she has to do three times the work to lose one pound. Also, she struggles with consistency. She goes so hard and long and then stays true to a really good regimen. And then it blows up and it takes her a long time to get back on track. Help. Yep. Stacy, my heart goes out to you. Yeah, that's a challenging one. Menopause and especially when you factor in uh, that you're dealing with a few autoimmune. Know this. We have lots of clients that fall into that category. It is not the final word. It is not going to determine your outcome. Is it an additional hurdle and challenge? Absolutely. But it's not going to stop you from making progress. We see people progressing despite these type of things every day. You already know the answer, Stacey, because it was referenced in your question. It it is going to be the consistency. So I get asked all the time, well, does this apply to me because I, you know, I'm in menopause or I have this hormonal scenario or this, that or the other thing. And we can, you know, we can read between the lines on that. And really the question is, should I be doing something different or a more specific because uh, I have these unique scenarios? And of course, depending on your hormonal circumstance, autoimmune, that's, you know, you need to talk with your doctor about that as far as those sort of specifics. But as far as the exercise, nutrition and lifestyle piece that you're going to apply to that, it doesn't mean that because you have this scenario, all of a sudden avocado isn't good and instead you want to eat extra peanut butter. Or it doesn't mean necessarily that, you know, oh, exercise doesn't work for you. Simply what it means is the same as a general, as a general reference, the same good lifestyle advice that we would give any one of our clients is going to be even more important that you're consistent with it. So I'm a big believer in routine. Crystal knows this. Tom knows this. We have these conversations all the time. And I'll, I'll tell you, if, if you were a fly on the wall in one of my conversations or crystals with our clients, what you would hear is, uh-huh. Yes, Johnny. Good, good. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you lost five pounds. Did you follow your routine? Because at the end of the day, we as coaches, having done this a, a, a few times, <laughs> have found... <laughs> That whatever happens in the next week or two is less relevant 
than whether or not you're able to establish a sustainable routine. If you can establish a sustainable routine, I can predict a long-term outcome for you. If you don't have a sustainable routine, circumstances may adjust your body weight. You may lose 10 pounds, you may gain 10 pounds, but there is nothing that is suggestive that if we fast forward six months, a year, two years, you're going to be in an improved state. So routine truly is the key. And it starts with simple meal planning where you can be consistent. Don't bite off more than you can chew. No, no <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Start simple. I'm a big believer in clean snacks, particularly afternoon snack, because we go the longest consecutive amount of hours on average between lunch and dinner. So just prep an afternoon snack. And I really, Stacy, want to encourage you to participate in daily or near daily exercise, even if it means it's a very short workout session or exercise session. And the reason is because a lot of people will work out and work out hard, but they don't have a set time. It's not part of their daily routine. And I'm fine with daily being like a Monday through Friday or whatever works for your schedule. But most days of the week, having it part of your ongoing lifestyle, even if it's five minutes, because it's something that once it's in your daily routine, you can anchor to it and add and build on it slowly over time until it's a habit. There's nothing to build on. And so I'm going to say consistency over intensity at first. Once you've made it a routine and a habit, once you have good habits around your nutrition and food culture, it's going to be a beautiful thing. You're going to find it's easier to parlay that into a consistent and ongoing versus where most of us find ourselves, which is a burst of I'm dialed in, followed by a month or two of, you know, I've fallen off track. And Stacy, feel free to reach out to us, you know, to talk about what more specifics could look like for you based on goals, because that's what people need to take into consideration. A lot of people ask, well, what should I do? And we joke on, uh, you know, on this episode, these, these pieces we do a lot. The answer is always, well, it depends <laughs> because we have to factor in what are you used to? What is your goal? And based on those two things, we're going to be able to take a very honest look at what our actual levers are based on what you're currently used to and what our goals are. And then when we figure out what levers that leaves us with, that's what's going to help us get ultra specific in this step, that step and the other step. The pieces that are going to be universal, no matter what we determine your levers would be, Stacy, are going to be a consistent routine as close to daily exercise as possible, even if it's modest to start with, and a routine of food prepping, some simple snacks. Those are going to be at the core of it. And, and you'll do great, Stacy. Stick with it. You will make progress. It's like the Grand Canyon. It's not one drop of water. It was <laughs> it. consistent drops of water. And then you two can be a giant hole in the ground. <laughs> Wait, somewhere I lost the thread. On that somewhere. Oh, 
Tom should be a motivational speaker. He should. But it's a beautiful hole in the ground. Oh, my God. Look how many people travel just to look at that hole in the ground. <laughs> so there's your motivation, Stacy. That hole in the ground got the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angelo, on the outside chance that people want things like this tailored for them. <laughs> no chance after that. Yeah, Tom. He's like, I'm not saying the website anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can visit us at metpro.co slash tco thanks so much guys thank you and don't worry i'm not a metpro coach <laughs> checking out the competition so if uh you feel bad about all the bad news that's been afflicting peloton as of late take some solace in the fact that they're not alone mm -hmm. soul cycle is closing 20 stores across the nation and laying off 800 people yeah and you know what i would feel bad for them but um they suck but they're dicks yeah they so really are i'm really curious to know what happens if you traded in your peloton right? for those 47 free classes and then they close the store that you go to <laughs> well it, i've seen other people post like the notification they got just in general and it's like oh we're closing the store nearest you but you can join us over at this other store so my guess is that it's kind of like what i was talking about earlier there's multiple locations right and so they just kind of reroute you to another one yeah still but sometimes i mean you know if you only have a few in a market mm -hmm. you could go from having to store 10 minutes from you to having to store 30 minutes from you yeah, and that's, that's a, why you need to get a peloton that's a big deal yeah i mean that's why you get a peloton right is so mm -hmm. you don't have all the commute time so absolutely the biggest reason in case you missed it boxing boot camps have a new schedule they do. I mean, there's a new schedule across the board because we talked about sure. that last week. But now Selena is going to be teaching uh, the live ones. And the first one kicks off on Tuesday, the 23rd. So she's really excited about it. And we should all show up and support her because she is awesome. And if you want to complain about this live schedule change, I wouldn't recommend it because she boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is pregnant. You got that going for you. It might slow her down a little bit. A little but, bit, but okay. But then even if you win, now you hit a pregnant chick. Oh, you shouldn't hit her. Well, it's so I just meant you could run. I just meant you could run. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean you should well, hit her. I was her. talking about boxing. Um, I don't think you can. I don't think even pregnant, either of us could take her. So no. it was just not. I know <laughs> that I cannot. Peloton birthdays. So we have got three birthdays this week. Two on August 20th. The first, Jill Foley. And the second, and more important, <laughs> Clip Out Crystal, Aww. our very own. Aww. So I forget every year that I share a birthday with Jill Foley until we do the segment. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we have the same birthday. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. And happy birthday to Jill. Yes. And then also on August 24th, did I say the day? August 20th for the <laughs> other two. And then on August 24th is Aditi Shaw's birthday. Happy birthday to Aditi. It is Leo season. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Carrie Sokol. And this is not her first time in the lion's den, as it were. Wow. She was on the show a long, long time ago. You know how long ago? I do, because you just told me. <laughs> I know. I was saying it was oh, like was that was supposed, supposed to, to be organic. No, how, for that. <laughs> how long ago was <laughs> you it? You were supposed to go with it. Sorry, I'm going with it now. We'll fix all this in post. <laughs> no, so, we won't. No, yeah, we never do. October of 2018. Wow. Can you believe that? 
I can because I believe you. And Carrie, it was episode 78 and we're in 200 something. 70 something. <laughs> so, wow. That's crazy. And it was not on Zoom. So it was not. I didn't have to like make sure I looked OK. I could That's just talk. True. That's true. That yeah, that was back in the day when we didn't video. do video. We were still using the skype phone <laughs> We, Yeah, that was how we recorded everything back then. Yeah. Holy cow. Before ZoomTube, we had a skype phone <laughs> <laughs> Now we're fancy. Yeah. yeah. Very fancy. <laughs> So, Carrie, the last time you were on, we also were talking about you were going through a journey where you were going to do a marathon in every state and you were like nearing the end of your journey. And I say end because like I think you had like 18 to go or you were under 20. I know that. Definitely under 20 then. Actually, probably even less because I know I was a year ahead of myself and I was like ready to go. And then COVID happened. So I was happily more closer to the end than I should have been because I was trying to do before my 50th. So I got one marathon in, in 2020, right in January and then nothing, but I was close enough. So I must've been maybe like 10 left when we spoke then. So well, that was the number that was in my head, but I didn't think that could be right. But when you're talking about the end of something and you're starting with 50, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's sliding scale. So let me ask you this. A couple years back, there was some rumblings <laughs> about making Puerto Rico a state. So right. what happens to it then are you just like puerto rico can go f themselves or would you be like i gotta go to puerto rico now i think you even brought this up did i I said i would do it and i would go do it like if you added another state i mean think about it i did the year at boston so i think i even mentioned that i had done the year of the bombings and i didn't finish i was like a mile out and i had so many people saying it counts it counts i'm like no it doesn't and i went back the next year and i did it so no anything that like pops up i will feel like i have to go do it i will okay So you're a completist. I am. And speaking of completing, so it's been, I can't believe it's been four years since we last had this conversation, but you were working on that. You finished it up this year, but the last one obviously was very different. So tell us about that. Yeah. So after that one in 2020, which was in Nevada, I did Lake Mead actually, which was a very beautiful, very small marathon. The Hoover Dam, actually, we're going to obviously talk about Howie, but that was one of his bucket list thing. It was basically like the Hoover Dam Marathon. It was at Lake Mead. So we, I went from that marathon, got in the car and we right to the Hoover Dam, like not showered, nothing. So that was, <laughs> that was marathon. I think that was like 47 because I had bid 47. I was age 47. It was my 47th state. I was a trifecta. <laughs> and so then I had nothing that rested that year. I was supposed to finish up in 2020. And luckily I had banked two years before I turned 50. And so then in 2021, I went and did Iowa that was my second to last one. I did Oklahoma. So I did Tulsa was 48 and Iowa was 49. And Iowa was fun because it was the last of the 50 states I'd ever visited. And same with Howie. So we were like, we've been in all 50 states and we finished it together. That's he didn't cool. run a marathon in all 50, but he had stepped foot in all 50 states. And then the last one, which had been planned for 2020, was moved to 2021, which was Hawaii. I had planned that years in advance because my best friends lived there and I mean, where else are you going to finish? You finish in Hawaii. Yeah. That's a good place to finish. It's quite the shift from Iowa. <laughs> quite the shift. I was trying to and figure out, no- does this say anything about your opinion of these states as they <laughs> trail off at the end? You're like, not, Oklahoma, Iowa. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And it's fun to kind of look the way my states turned out. I mean, there was like a pocket of the Northeast at first. It did happen in weird ways that the list of where, but you no, know, it would just honestly, Tommy would go by where I could get to. I did a lot like after a conference, I would like go jet to somewhere. Like I'd always try to make it where I could get to and depending on when they were offered the dates. Gotcha. So two weeks to the day before 
Hawaii, how he passed away, which couldn't have been more crazy and devastating for every reason under the sun. But just to think about like two weeks, basically the last thing he said to me, we were leaving upstate and he was staying in upstate for another night. We were, I was with my friend who was coming with us to Hawaii and he looked at us and he goes to her because he knew he wouldn't see her until he goes, I'll see you in Hawaii. And it was like kind of one of the last things. And we talked the next morning. I spoke to him after that, but that was like the last when I saw him. And yeah, so after he died, it was one of those questions. Do I do it? Do I not do it? I had a lot of everything. I mean, it was a blur. First of all, everything was a blur, but he'd want me to do it. He'd be like, girlfriend, get your butt to Hawaii and finish what you started. And I had the support of his sons who were like, we're coming and everyone around me. And I just knew in my heart, A, he'd want me to do it and B, sitting home on that day and not doing it would have been far worse. It would have sat there in more agony and grief than finishing something that he was so proud of. And I was so proud of. So it was really up. I mean, for so many million trillion reasons, but like that time was a blur. It was complete blur, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't even imagine what was going through your head. I mean, 26 miles is not a short time. You're alone a lot Mm -hmm. in your head. I can't even imagine how you kept going. I mean, you must have the strongest brain on the planet to be able to do that. I think just doing these marathons, I I always say like you break it down and you do an hour and then two hours and you break it down. That marathon was obviously unique. I was, and I wrote this, I think somewhere I was running on emotional fumes at that point. I knew how to do a marathon. I knew I could do the physical part. I was really worried about the, like, am I going to freak out and break down? I didn't know how I would react. I had so much support. I mean, you can't imagine, but it was just like coming at me from everywhere, the support for me to do this and to be there and to get through it. But that marathon was, it gives me chills just thinking about it. I've run a lot of marathons and I've got to run a lot alone and I like running alone. I don't have any problem with it, but that one, it was like, he really was there with me and Hawaii, which we had never been to together is a very spiritual place. And so a lot of the run felt very spiritual and being there was really, really beautiful. And then I don't know if you saw his boys jumped in at the end and finished the last 50 yards with me. And that's what I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I had other cries during the marathon, but that was definitely like, it was surreal. It was wild. I just remember being like, that is so touching that they both came to Hawaii still to yeah. be with you. I mean, yeah. in their own grief. And I'm sure it was probably a little cathartic for them too. They knew how important it was to him. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, to be honest, we had invited them and they had conflicts yeah. before how he died. And I understood, I mean, it's hard, it's far, it's all this. And I'm like, and I'm also someone opposite of Howie. Like, I don't mind putting my head down and doing it and then telling people after I don't need the fanfare. It was special that it was my last one and I had been working towards it and my parents were coming and I had friends there. So there was going to be enough support for me that I felt good enough. But when he passed, the boys are like, we're coming. And it was like immediate and it gave me permission. It gave me them and him and he would have been so happy they were there with me and it was such a magical weekend i mean we were so heartbroken but we were also we came together with my family and friends and it was also so beautiful too like it was just such a beautiful spiritual weekend together that really bonded my relationship with them it was really wonderful but yeah it was it was not to mention, as I'm flying there, we all had to laugh because I'm flying I'm on the airplane and we all have internet now. I, I don't know if I told you this, Crystal. I don't remember this. 
It was when Sex in the City dropped. So oh. episode of Sex in the City dropped. I'm on the plane flying to Hawaii. And we all have service on planes now. It's not like I don't have internet. And I'm with my daughter and I'm with some people and, and I'm getting texts like, don't look at anything. Like, <laughs> doesn't look at anything. Like, but now you got to look at everything. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at anything. And, and people are talking like the whole storyline of the Sex in the City and the death of Mr. Big and her name is Carrie and on a Peloton. And I'm like, I was so in grief, but I had to laugh. It was like, oh, are you kidding? Like he would have laughed. He, he would have like, really? He would have yeah, laughed. laughed. He would have laughed. laughed. A lot of how I've dealt with it is like, he would have laughed. Like there's certain parts of it that when he would have been like, are you really, that's hilarious. Look at this, you know, like there's a whole thing. And I feel not, like he would have been like, wait, can you believe they made this about me? Yeah. <laughs> like they elevated my whole past. Like he would have thought it was hilarious. In fact, when I got there, cause the boys met me, we didn't all fly together. We all had to be like, Really? Like it was just you had to laugh. It wasn't You'd be like, even, I want a writer's credit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the timing was just bizarre. Yeah. And just real quick, we should say for some of the listeners that maybe don't know the full story that how he passed away basically the exact same way that Mr. Big did on Sex and the City. Spoilers, don't at me. Uh and so <laughs> for people time. Yeah. So for people that maybe aren't familiar with the story or hadn't connected the dots that that's yeah. what we're talking about. So yeah. and the, to be honest, I haven't yet to watch that Sex in the City. I won't watch it. I don't um, blame you. I get I, I'm not watching it. And also, we know that Peloton was part of it, but we don't know exactly with Howie. So we, I don't want to have anyone walk away thinking they know exactly how it didn't happen like Mr. Big exactly. Sure. But Peloton was part of it. But he was in a very happy, happy place. He was in his happiest of places mm-hmm. upstate. He was in a really good place, which we were in a good place. So it's just... Devastating. I mean, we're talking about this. We're eight and a half months from when he passed. And actually next week is our anniversary. So it's, you know, dates come up and things are tricky, but fresh and hard and just grief is just so weird because you can't share it with other people. I mean, you can tell other people about it, but nobody can experience it exactly how you're experiencing it. Right. And someone said to me, it's not linear. It's all over the place and it comes at different times and Sometimes I appear, I'm living my life because, I mean, his saying was always like, you didn't die, you have to live. And so like, I hear that motto, like this summer, I was usually our time together. We would always take a big trip and we just really could focus. My kids would be away. And so my goal is to just keep moving and experiencing because that's what he'd want. Just keep living. But it doesn't mean you can post a happy picture, but the next minute you're like missing him desperately and crying. But I'm not someone that really wants to show too much grief. It's just not my nature, but... It's there. Oh, it's there. <laughs> I get that. It can feel performative. It can. Yeah. You know, like you it know. always kind of weirds me out when people like post a selfie of themselves crying, for example. Like, I don't mean that they're not really feeling that emotion, but like if you had to pause the emotion to pick up the phone and take a picture of it, it's like, how is that then real? And so I think that when you do share any amount of grief, whether it's a little or a lot, Everybody has a different level of what they're comfortable with, what they're comfortable viewing, what they're comfortable posting. And so it's just such a personal thing. It's just a really personal thing. It is. And it's everyone's a little different with social media and how they want to use it. It's because we're using it. Right. I mean, let's be honest. And I think there was one post I did a couple, I don't know, maybe at the beginning of the summer, which was really not like me. And it was I think it was a story. It was kind of like I'm missing him so much. I had done a couple of those right when he passed, but that's all I could think about. But sure. It was one like the beginning of the summer and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I actually did that. <laughs> like, I don't typically do this. Like I'm missing him something fierce today. And I just posted it. And I guess at that moment I needed a little like 
something back, you know, something come. But I did take a very sobbing picture of myself and you'll laugh when. So I was not there for Jen's member ride. I was away, but all his men were there. All of my dear men who I, if anything has gotten me through the support of those dudes have been huge. And so watching them, and when she did play the Who song, that I just freaking lost it. <laughs> I did too, me. Carrie. <laughs> so I, I can't really, even imagine. I, I, you know, it, it seemed it was really important that those gentlemen were there for me. I feel like they've been there because Peloton and Jen brought them together. But it's they're bigger than that. They're friends like so deep, and the love they had for Howie and the you know, and I say this to them all the time. They gave him his best friendships of his life for the last two years before he died. He never had a crew like that. He never had just solid guys that just got him and loved him and could listen to his jokes over and over again. God bless them. And (laughs) they were so wonderful. And so for me, and I said this to you, Crystal, I didn't have to be in the room. I didn't want it to be about me. I didn't want it to be about Howie. I wanted it to be about them and this beautiful friendship and support for Peloton because Howie was the biggest Peloton fan supporter out there. But I did. I was on the beach in Tel Aviv and I was sobbing and I took a picture (laughs) and I sent it to those guys. I'm like, I am sobbing. (laughs) But I was so happy they were there and they had a great time. Oh, that ride was a bundle of emotions just for me. And I mean, obviously, I'm not feeling anything like what you're feeling. So I just cannot imagine. How has that interaction been? I mean, you love Peloton, but how he brought you to Peloton. How has that been for you? That's such an interesting question. I mean, it took me a long time to get back on the bike. I run a lot with the app. So I run with the app all the time. And that's always felt very different because I don't have a tread and that has always felt different to me. It was hard. It was certainly hard. It took me a long time to get back on the bike. I'm over that part of it now. I think for a while, the community and Jen's community, they were so devastated and supportive. And I have to say, I still, what I get joy now, and I hope this resonates with people that ride with Jen or with have Godnick hashtag, it really touches me to see the Godnick hashtag. Like, I can't believe it. And it would touch him so much that it's really fun when I take either a live class or any kind of class and I see people with that hashtag. I don't typically only high five like the people I know, but I will make sure to like high five them all. I feel like that's like, I just want them all to know, like he'd be so touched. So that part really gets me. I mean, I struggled for sure at the beginning. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of concern I struggled with it because I felt he was mine and I had to share him with a lot of people that I knew cared about him and knew that Jen cared about him and his men cared about him, but it was hard. We had a really deep, special thing. You absolutely did. Like it's obvious. You could see it a million miles away. He talked about it all the time. He posted about it all the time. I mean, you were the love of his life. It was very clear. Thank you. And so some people really like all of that. Everyone loved him, but just like, stop, this was my person. And at the end of the day, I needed to shut it out. And I closed off a lot of people. And I really kind of kept my circle very, very tight and only talked to a certain amount that really respected that nobody was doing anything wrong. It was just my connection with him just felt so personal. And I needed to protect, like, this was my guy. Everyone's mourning someone, but this was my person. This was my everyday, a million times a day person. And so it was hard, but then it eases up and, you know, everyone's doing it out of love. And I mean, I still, my dad was just telling me, he was ran into a friend of his. It's like this guy that's like been around whatever successful guy. And they're talking about life and whatnot. And the guy's telling him, oh yeah, I ride my Peloton, this and that. And then he goes on to say, 
I think my dad said, who's your instructor? And he said, Jen. And my dad said, did you ever hear her mention Howie Godnick? And he goes, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yes. And then said that was who he was with me. And he lost it. He's like, you knew Howie Godnick? And my dad's like, yeah. It's just funny how still people will be like, I was in Italy actually. And someone was a writer and like, oh, I knew you were in Israel. Jen just mentioned, oh, you're my mom. I'm like, oh my God. You know, so he touched a lot of people and that's really special. And I do appreciate that every day. And so now I can take that in a little more. You're so eloquent with your words and so careful and thoughtful about other people's feelings. I can just tell you, I would not be as nice as you are about it. And I don't mean like (laughs) that I shouldn't be or that you're wrong to be that way. But I have a really hard time with that. And I always have like it is a special relationship whenever you're in a relationship with somebody that's different. And I'm sure that I will go through my version of that someday if Tom passes before me, because you know, I don't think you'll have to deal with the same outpouring, so you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be different because it's Peloton. But like everywhere we go in St. Louis, just because you've been in radio and marketing, like there's always somebody that knows you. So there's always a lot of people that think that they know you. And I'm just like, but they don't know him the way I know him. <laughs> so I can't even imagine. They better not. Be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's real, right? Crystal, it is it's real. Like, absolutely. That, like there did feel like a lot of people taking ownership of him during that time. And I had my people that I'd call and I would not be this eloquent and not this nice. <laughs> be like, they need to back off. But I would say it privately because I was in such grief and mourning. And I'm good at shutting some stuff off and not watching it and not looking at it and not having notifications and protecting myself. And it took me a while. I pushed a lot of people away at the beginning for a while. And then I slowly was letting them in. But I just, yeah, I think it was important that he was mine and his children's and his men and they knew him and that's what matters. But yeah, it's taken me, I'm, I'm eight and a half months out and it's still painful and it will be. He was larger than life. I say this to Andrew Cover, I'm like, I'm f-ing screwed. He was so larger than life. Like, how do you find someone that was so funny and so, you know, like I'm screwed. Uh, I admit, Carrie, that is a tough act to follow. <laughs> and you know, I don't I'm know. Like, Andrew Cover says, yeah, you are. You're kind of screwed. Like, <laughs> You are I'm spoiled. Like, you were spoiled by Howie spoiled. like in every way. Like that, you know, yeah. it's very unique. So I'm also grateful. But. <laughs> I always loved how close you guys were and how like everything you did together. I just feel like you have this really unique relationship where you were very close, but you also maintained your separate like lives. And I was always so fascinated by that because it's so healthy and it's so adult and modern. And like, I've never seen anybody successfully pull it off the way you guys do. <laughs> we live four blocks apart just by chance. And you know, at the time we met, my kids were younger. His were older. That's not sexy. Come, you know, raise my young kids. That's not fun. Let me come over and get a break. Like yeah. that's way more sexy, let's be honest. And it became our thing. We really liked it. I recommend it. I can't imagine now how people live together. Like, I, you know, like it's a nice break. And then you get to be with each other when you really want to be. I mean, the last year and a half when we brought the house together, that was our home, but we still didn't live there full time together. So it was still always still a gift. Like, oh, we get to go be alone up in our own space. But I don't know how people. How do you okay. If about, Crystal start? kicks me out after this interview, we're going to have one of those not so eloquent conversations. <laughs> 
might not mind it. You might be as long as I have like a good pat, you know, good plate. And like, oh, she's got a fit, you know. But a lot well, of people didn't know it. I don't know how many people really knew that we didn't live together. But we lived four blocks. I mean, it was literally like I didn't have to pack them. I mean, it was. Yeah. It's close. It's still fascinating to me. But I do yeah. see the potential appeal of it. It's nice to like have your own space, even though you have your own space within homes. It's, it's just different. Not, it's different. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Different. You get excited. Like, you make a point of it. You go there, and if you're not in the mood, you're like, you're being a jerk? I'm not coming over. You know? <laughs> Bad boy. But no, it really did work for us. And it was evolving. I mean, I think my kids were getting older, and we were evolving. I mean, we were eventually, that was going to probably change, but at the right time for us. I think yeah. it's cool that you were able to do that. I'm too needy. I like having the constant attention so <laughs> well, I got the constant attention crystal is just very different so it wasn't like I didn't hear from him but we weren't in touch we were in touch that's what I'm saying like he was mine like people think they knew him or because he did reach out and he was always there for people but like they have no idea I'm sure but no I'm still pelotoning in the summer I like to do it a lot I did go in for one I got to go to Maddie's oh you did I went to his first member class and it was, he's just such a great energy, sweet guy. And that was really fun. And hopefully I'll be back soon. Although it's so different. What is it like? I mean, you've been around Peloton since the beginning. So what is it like comparatively? It's completely different. You know, I mean, it's just completely different. I mean, people that have lived like we did at 23rd street, I mean, it was just so easy and fun. And I think I said this in the last time we spoke, I was not a spinner. I was a runner during the early days of spinning when Howie was spinning, but I was never a spinner. And then he got me into it because Peloton to me was always like running on a bike. It wasn't dancing. And I'm not a dancer on a bike. I'm not a dancer. It's just very different. That was such a community. It was like a hangout. I mean, I would go home from work and stop there and take a class. It would just be like a no big deal. And now I knew I could see it coming even before COVID. This is now going to be the Today Show. This is now going to be SNL, like getting tickets. It's a whole show now. And it's just different. I mean, it's nobody's fault. It's just the evolution of it. And I think it's hard when you knew before to kind of roll with it. And I think if you know now, that's all you're going to know. It's going to feel like a TV show and you're going to be in it. It's very fancy. When I went, it was very fancy. Um, <laughs> luckily, I don't care. I've known the instructors that I need to know or wanted to know from very early on. I consider them friends. And so I can go and just see who I want to see. And I'd like to take a spin class, but we do have the bike here. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. I think it's also different because you live in New York, too. So it's easier to kind of let go of that. I mean, I don't feel like it's any secret. I'm a little bitter about it because, I mean, I can't just take off and go there. So it's so difficult to get those classes now that it's yeah. like to try to make a trip around it is like almost impossible. And to that end, I was just saying to someone, I appreciate that. Like, I don't need to go anymore. Like shit for the out-of-towners. I went, I did that. I'm happy. Like, I'm sure I'll go for one. I'll get one class with a spin. I didn't do a spin. I'll do one spin class. And then I don't need to go. I don't need to pay whatever money when I have the bike here. I don't need to do that. And I really do agree with you. I think us locals who've been and done it should let other people have their turn. I really do. See, you're just the nicest person ever. Like, (laughs) No, I do. Like, I mean, what enough is enough. Like, you live local. (laughs) You've been a million times. What are you proving? I, I like it. It's, it's like seeing you two on the war tour versus seeing you two on the Zuropa tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see either. I think, and I'm thinking Joshua Tree is my album. So I'm like, which one am I thinking? Yeah. Of? Where would that fall, Tom? Zuropa is when they jumped up to stadiums. Joshua Tree was yeah. when they moved up from theaters to arenas. And then Zuropa is stadiums. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. it is the same. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing with marathons? Like, I mean, I know you like to run. I know you're going to continue to do that. So how does that look? Every county. No. <sighs> well, <laughs> um, I'm still running. I ran another one. I ran Brooklyn in, in April and I am gearing up for three more in the fall. And is it I'm hard gonna, to like, stay motivated when you had that big goal? And now it's just like, there's one more. No, it's such a good question, Tom, because running became my thing so long ago that it's so me. Like I came back from eating my way through Israel and Italy and I've literally run, I think 50 miles since I got back. Like, it's just my thing. It's what I enjoy. The motivation, I think I do realize no one's going to be as excited about my marathons anymore. Like it's just, <laughs> oh. They're like, you but did, I do you did the to, thing. <laughs> I did it. Like yeah. enough, enough with your freaking marathon. Right. right. We get it. I get your legs that. work. Yeah. I get it. I've done 66 marathons. I'm going to do a hundred. That's not my new goal is a hundred. Okay. Yeah. So my boss said hundred. I'm like, that's only three a year. <laughs> um, my eight, whatever. So before 60, I want to do a hundred. So I have three more ready for this year. I'm going to do New York every time I can. Howie and I love to travel to them. They were really fun. And what I do want to do is the majors. So that's, I want to do Berlin. I was supposed to do Berlin this year. I'm deferring it because I have a conference, but Berlin, London, and Tokyo, I want to do, because that's just the major. So that would be fun. And I'm going to try to do some that are just easy to get to. I'm going to go do Newport, Rhode Island, because that's easy in Delaware without spending too much money on the travel anymore. Yeah. So I'll just try to add them up. I have some friends that are finishing 50 that I want to go finish with them and I'll go support them. So that'll be fun. I think my friend Gary's going to go do Napa. So I'm like, oh, okay. I could be right. That's a good spot. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to keep going. I think it's so ingrained in me, Tom, that it's something I just do. It won't be as exciting. And I feel the same way about jokes <laughs> like that's yeah yeah it's my marathon yeah i'm on brand. i've told a joke in 37 states <laughs> and that's my goal you know i just how he's at his memorial either his son or his partner said that when he was the valedictorian of his law school he opened his speech with a joke like that was <laughs> opening and that's just so so howie he could get away with it yeah yeah, it's so can Tom. I, I could know. never carry. We did that. It would be like, <laughs> right? <laughs> appropriate. And then she threw out a <laughs> I could make Howie laugh. I could. It could. It was very secretive and, you know, and he, I could. I could make him laugh. But no one else. No one else. <laughs> I don't believe that. You make me laugh all the time. <laughs> so, what about like the ones in like Antarctica? Are you going to like hit those too? <laughs> going to do one on every I continent? Mean, I mean, that would be kind of cool. I would like to do, I mean, if I do the majors, that's Europe and Asia. You don't have much left. No, I wouldn't have that much. Left. I would. I mean, I'm game for that. I have a friend who was talking about Antarctica. I mean, don't put anything past me. Like if someone said, this is what we're doing and let's go, I'm sure I would do it. But you're not going to no. like start switching to like ultra marathons suddenly. No, although my <laughs> two of my best friends who I used to run marathons with them, one of them is going to finish his 50 states soon, but they switched to Ironman. Like she just announced it. This was actually... Six months before Howie died, and she announced it, and Howie goes, "Oh no!" He's like, "He's oh oh." oh. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm going to finish my 50." But I grew up as a swimmer, so it, it actually makes sense for me to try to do triathlons, not so much ultra, but tries. And I've kind of been putting it off. It's such so much commitment. My kids, I feel like once maybe the kids are out of the house, I'll, I'll try to do some sort of triathlon. But just the other day, I got a wrong mail in my mailbox. It was triathlete magazine. <laughs> this is signed. Like, <laughs> I do need to do one. I say it all the time. I did grow up a swimmer. I have that piece, which is always typically the hardest part. Yeah. So 
um, that's true. I mean, I know when we were putting together our relay team for Atlantic City, like we had a tough time finding a swimmer, like a swimmer. real tough time. <laughs> yeah, that's like my first sport. Like first language, swimming is my first sport. Wow. So wow. That's incredible. That, I just have to do it. I'm that sure you will. Good. I think I will. I have to. <laughs> but no, I, I still have the motivation, Tom, because I still have the motivation. Like I'll say it a million times, the running, the bike, all that is so much more for my this than it is for anything else. It's yeah. always been like that. I needed to clear my head. I needed to not kill anybody. Just all of that. <laughs> And so far, <laughs> it's been successful. You have not killed anyone that oh. we know of. <laughs> right. So, so far, so exactly. good. Exactly. Exactly. She didn't really fight that very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she was a little noncommittal. She I'm not was. Lie. She's she like, was. if you choose to believe that, then go for it. I will let you. <laughs> um, and what about like if Peloton comes out with a rower, are you going to add the rower into your life? I don't even have room for the tread. Okay. So, okay. I thought I wanted a uh, tread upstate and it didn't even really fit there. So I don't really have the space for it. And I like to run outside. I've never been a rower, so I can't imagine like, I don't have that space. I think if I ever moved to the burbs or somewhere with space, I would probably do it all. But, well, hey, if you uh, ever want to come to the Midwest, we got lots of space, Carrie. We got lots, we got lots of space, of space here. It's one thing we got. <laughs> you get the rower? Are you going to get the rower? Probably. Who are we kidding? <laughs> She's over here like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get the rower. Probably. Get the rower. Yeah. I mean, I kind of need it. I feel like we need that. Stuff, we need the but. arm strength. Yeah. I think you'd be arms. like, I don't need to row. I know how to swim. <laughs> That's true. But I don't have a pool. But I do an arm thing almost every other day. I do a 10 minute arms every other day on the Peloton app. I do meditation like a maniac. Wow. All the time. I think that's great. That seems like the wrong way to do meditation. I think you're missing the point. I uh, I mean, I don't know much about it, but. You are right. I set you up for that, but I do them a lot. I do them and I, I go to sleep to a meditation every night. But that's good because it makes your meditation skills stronger. It's just like a muscle and it makes it better for your brain. Your time that you can not focus, <laughs> clear your mind yeah. gets better every time you do yeah. it. So that's mm -hmm. wonderful. Have you tried Tune Day's arm program? Have you done that one? No. You know what I do? I bookmark every 10-minute arms class to everyone and that are on the bike because I don't like to get on the ground. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't see my screen. and I have, They have to be on the bike so that I get off, but I want them to be on the bike so I can stand up for the whole arms. And so I just go through. I mean, I go back and I just do whoever's. So I'll do whoever. I'll just pick whoever's I haven't done and I just do them all. And so I do that. So no, that I haven't done her arms. She's really hard, really good. They're all really good. Yeah. I mean, her arms are just like hashtag just, goals. They, you know? They've been copyrighted. That's how <laughs> they should be yeah. if they haven't. They intimidate me. <laughs> but the exercises, they just, it really gets me. But I still use, I use it like, in fact, I had to call help for the first time the other day, the service line. And the guy's looking at my stats, the sweetest guy on the help desk and was saying, wait a second. I'm looking at your runs and your rides and your strength and your meditation. He was the nicest guy. And he was going on and on. Like he was so sweet. I'm like, oh, thank you. I had the bike time. It's kind of weird to think that they can see all that. You're like, should yes. this be protected by HIPAA? It's a little weird. Yeah. I'm like, he, but he was so sweet. And he was like the most earnest guy. He's like, Carrie, like, look at all the rides you've done. Look at all this. And it's like so sweet. He got me help quickly. We got to make sure you're okay. I'm like, well, thank Basically, you. Basically, it was my internet. It wasn't oh, even. it wasn't even Peloton. <laughs> but he took care of you. How wonderful. He did. That's he did. wonderful. Was, I was having issues here and it had nothing to do with the bike, but it was very sweet. He made me feel good. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. 
we need to make sure people know your leaderboard name so you can get a ton more followers. <laughs> well, I am a marathon mom. I am the original. So if you see marathon mom one or any other marathon. I saw an 87 the other day and I was like, wait, does that mean there's 86 and, others or is that her year? What does that mean? I was well, confused. Who knows? And there's underscores and there's exclamations. But when it's just marathon mom, that's me. So <laughs> when someone tries to get marathon mom and they can't, it's because of you. <laughs> right. Nice. But I've had it since 2015. I think it was 2015 because um, yeah. you got it back when Marion was still a coach. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I found it. But he gave me the name. He bought me the bike and gave me the name. And he's like, you can change it. I'm like, no, it's fine. And that was when everyone was Jason R and everyone was yeah. Max. You know, they were like very it was like their leaderboard name was like Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I am marathon mom still. And that will stay. In fact, I asked them, I said, no one can take Godnick, right? Because he's still on my bike. And I'm like, no one can like take, they're like, no, it's done. Like, oh, good. That's good. Okay, good. That's good to know. Now, is that an everybody thing? Or is that because they were like, this is Howie? And I asked because like, I, I didn't I, know how that, what does happen when you pass away? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But I remember when I asked, I'm like, I don't want anyone. I mean, it's still active on my bike. So I don't know. I'm glad either there. way. I can't imagine. Like, it must always be. Yeah. For Howie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And I guess when I do finally go in there, I'll try to ask for bike 11 so that on his bike, even though I don't think it's the same spot, you know, like it's not because it's a different it's studio, not. but you know, just the number for sure. Yeah. And I'll be watching you falling. <laughs> <laughs> if I could ever get in. I mean, right. It's yeah. such a, I know the feeling girl. <laughs> I thought I was going to go to one and I never got the word. So I didn't go. So it's okay. Other than the, I did go to Maddie's walking class, so I'm not complaining. So I guess since we always kind of wrap these up with the same things, I know you've already answered once, but you probably don't remember what you said. And we don't either. So if you say the same thing, it won't matter. Do you have any advice for people who are just entering the world of Peloton? Sure. I mean, just have fun with it. I mean, I just have fun with it. There's nothing serious about it. I mean, I am the last person that actually listens to what they instruct on the ride. I do a lot of my own thing and it's just to be in a class. It's just to be holding yourself accountable. It's find a routine with it, but like have fun with it. It does not have to be serious. It could just be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It could be anything. It could be a 10 minute arms that you don't get on the bike, <laughs> but I just think it doesn't have to be so serious and just make it a fun part of your day. And just consistency. I love doing it. I still love doing it. I mean, I can't believe I'm still before work. I get up at five and I ride every morning. I just like it. So I just think have fun and find different instructors. I mean, I'm a big Dennis fan. If anyone cares, I think he is hilarious and great and so smart. People always say, you know, everyone knows how we love Jen, but I teased her when I saw her recently, when everyone was giving her all this attention, I'm like, Jen, I was so tempted to get on your page and say, you know what? His favorite instructor was Sam. <laughs> And she laughed because he loved Sam Yo. He loved it. He'd be like, enough of the gen. Like he loved other people too. But you know, he was just like a joke. And she laughed. She's like, you should do that. <laughs> just find instructors and have fun. The people that like speak to you and then change them up. Like I go through phases. Like sometimes I love some and then I'm like, oh, and as anyone would be with any of us, right? You get sick of one and you just switch back and circle around. I love how real you are. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> so true though. I'm like, Sam Yo was actually his favorite. <laughs> Not you true. heard it I mean, here first. Yes, breaking <laughs> news. Sam was second. Sam was second. And Christine, of course, too. And of yeah. course, I was yeah. actually thinking that. I was like, yeah. he did love a lot of instructors because he would talk yeah, he about. But he was it, a fan. I mean, there's a couple he did not like, but we will not mention. 
We'll save that for the after combo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll record that after this, and it'll be on our Patreon. Okay, you got your special one. Okay, if you want it for your special, I can give you a little yeah. scoop. <laughs> Is he really? You know what? He's gone. He wouldn't care. What? Tell them. Tell them all. He would. Like a lot of times, I'll say something, and I'm like to someone, I'm like, "That's so inappropriate." I'm like, "But he would love that I said it." He'd be like, "Say that inappropriate thing, you know, that I'm gone." Something silly. He would be all for it. Well, Carrie, I really appreciate you sharing this with us sharing yourself sharing you and howie i really appreciate it always been a big fan of your guys's relationship and both of you just amazing people and we were big fans of yours too from the beginning and he got a kick out of you both and was really supportive of what you guys did and how you did it so much love right back to you guys well thank Thank you. you thank you very much so i guess that brings this episode to a close until next time where can people find you People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Uh, you can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. 